0: She gave me the green light. Now it's time to take flight. Let's go. Father, I'm out of ordinary. Out the ordinary. Out the oh. ordinary. Out out the ordinary. Out the ordinary. Out the ordinary. Out the ordinary. Out out the ordinary. I am X after me.
1: Welcome to Solutions. When men come out the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood honor the codes of integrity and give out real solutions for soul survivors. Today, we have on the show a man of triumph, a man of high discipline. He's a kind and firm spirited man who rose from teaching in public schools to being the change and example we all want to see in manhood. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the arrow slinging bowman from season three of Walking Dead, or Jabari the warrior in the famous movie Black Panther, or better yet, I'm going to say better yet, the bulldog himself, <laughs> SC State, okay, okay. Mr. Travis T. Love. <sighs>
0: That's what's up. I appreciate the love, fam. And, uh, yeah, first and foremost, shout out to SC State. You feel me? That's where a lot of this journey uh, started. That's where I think the character or a number of the different characters that you may see me play on TV, that's the place where they really took shape, uh, SC State. So shout out to them. Uh, yeah, and then, too, I'm on I'm – on, just in your introduction you gave me some accolades if you will right and i'll get into that later on but i want to address the fact that just in being completely transparent there are uh, a lot of things i desire to work on uh within myself in reference to discipline you know what i mean so uh, it's ironic that you said that and then i have these feelings but uh, let's get into this interview, big dog. Hey, man, you ready to drop these
1: gems and answer these questions today?
0: Let's let's see what's cracking. What you got for me? All right, here we go.
1: What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Mm,
0: who or what defined me? I hope to live an example uh, of a life to where God... Uh, defines me and my actions, and they are, my actions are defined by that. But um, as far as uh, somebody I want, like keeping it real, somebody I wanted to be, bro, was my dad, right? Mm. Like, and this is why. So my dad is the first businessman that I knew, in that he was a farmer, he was a brick mason, and then he became a barbecue restaurant owner due to was in a car accident so it was just him adapting right so i've always seen my dad adapt to any situation in order to provide income for his family um and so i when i got older i heard i knew about going to new york for a little little bit background my dad my dad is actually the first black salesman and fuel truck driver for what is now exxon gas it was esso back mm. in the 60s. But anyway, I knew that my dad lived in New York and drove for S.O. and everything that went along with that. But I started to hear some of the stories uh, of the things that he experienced there. Uh, there was a time when he went to see Nina Simone perform live mm. in concert. there. Uh, he talked about, you know, the different clothing uh the sweaters he would be able to get in harlem off you know from the italians or whatever you know just <laughs> little things that to me growing up in a small town of truly county sounded like you know what i mean a, a a freaking fairy tale right like but that was my dad's real life so to answer your question someone that inspired me as a man for sure taught me about manhood inspired and instilled work ethic in me and not only that but gave me an example of somebody i'm like i wish i could play my dad I hopefully one day i would get the opportunity to tell that story and then play him that'd be dope so my
1: dad that's an amazing answer it's something about a man has more love for himself when he's in tune with his father he understands Uh, himself a lot more talk to me about the many hats that men have to wear just to walk through the door every day to go Uh, outside and venture i mean
0: i know me as a black man in today's society, I have to wear, when I say a number of different hats and, 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 and especially working in this environment, right. A lot of things that we culturally uh, see one way, right. may be taken out of context and misconstrued in some of the areas that I work in. So I have to, Be mindful of how much of myself, because just like that stuff that I'm talking about is a part of me and this business mode is a part of all of that's me. Right. But I have to be mindful in what environments I can be all of me. Right. Um, So that's different. I had to just in working in the industry alone, I worked in several different departments. I worked in wardrobe. I worked in props. I worked in grip worked in craft services uh i was an extra i was a pa uh now i'm an actor you know and, and all the while i was working those different jobs those mind you are different lanes that some people get in and they stay in that lane throughout their entire career i was trying to find a way to get to the cast side of the game so for me it was like you know, especially coming out of a background where I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a background in acting. You know what I mean? My degree is at, at, from Carolina State is computer science.
1: You know, so <laughs> everybody was getting computer science degree back then. Is like,
0: yeah. It it's yeah. this, this is God given, like one hundred is wrong. This what this the blessing. You know how it says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. This is a part of that, right? What it is my now another hat for me to do is work on owning those skills, right? I have to work on that. That's that discipline hat that we talked about at the latter part. Um, That's a hat that I have to become more familiar with to fully utilize this blessing that I've been given. You know what I mean? And this opportunity. Uh, So um, I know you said uh, just as a man, what what kind of different hats? Um, And I named them in a different capacity. I would say a man is looked at as the provider, the comforter, uh, in in a situation where kids are are in the mix, uh, the father, the you know, uh, all of those things, which I am not, you know what I mean. I'm not married. I don't have any kids, so I haven't had the opportunity to develop those hats. Uh, the hats that I've been developing relate directly to the industry and my goal of achieving uh, uh, the level that I wish to or aspire to achieve while I'm here.
1: Here's the thing, some of us will never get to wear each other's hats, but having an understanding of how it works, like you said, you did a feel around, you did gripping, you did editing, you did wardrobe. Those things are very important to have a whole circumference of what you're walking yourself into. To know a plethora of information about stuff that's in your circle is is priceless. Tell me this, with all these things that you have accumulated, these skills, do you have a vision board?
0: I have a vision. Right. I have Mm. a vision of um, storytelling, right? Mm. And that's what I also discovered was the ultimate uh, drive behind anyone in this industry, storytelling, right? At the end of the day, all these different parts and components work together to tell a story. So upon discovering that, um, just my journey into this, Right. Into film and television from being a straight out of South Carolina State. My first job was working for DJJ, where I was a counselor. And then from there, I became a deputy sheriff in my hometown. And then from there, I became a middle school teacher and a football coach. And then from there, I came into film and television. Right. So. I would love to tell that story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that journey, because it, it's... And I know, I'm, I'm quite sure, like everybody says, everybody has a story, and I'm sure they do, right? But I just so happen to have some pretty amazing things that happen along the way that everyone is familiar with, right? Like, so everyone has their own story, but does it include them being a character on the number one television show in the country? and then also the number one movie in the country the same you know what i mean like i get so that's i think that's the part of it that um that uh kind of makes it beautiful uh knowing the environment in which i was raised and grew up and then it's like and then i think it it inspires others that you know it don't matter where you're from you know what i mean it's if it's it's what Nipsey say is it's in you, not on you. Yes, you yes. So if it's in you, it's gonna come out. And and this is a prime example of what's in me just coming out. Now it's up to me to learn how to utilize it. And, and, and.
1: I don't want to ruin it for your documentary, but I'm really I'm really sure it's gonna be awesome. But I'm gonna ask you what? this question: Many people have trepidation of stopping and going, or picking up and leaving what they've already done, stepping out there to not knowing. What gave you that drive? I know you might have it in you. I know God gives it to you. But what is that moment when you say, Travis, you know what? I'm going to be a police officer. No, nope, I'm going to. When I was working at DJJ, I'm moving forward. I'm stepping forward. I'm going to step out on faith. What gave you that oomph?
0: To try those different. Uh, yeah, to get
1: out there and try well, something new. Many people get well, stuck I, in their realities.
0: Bro, this is what's crazy about the journey up into acting, every job I had was just, (laughs) that was what was on the table. You feel me? Like, okay, what I'm not going to do is be unemployed, right? Like, (laughs) so I'm like, because we learned growing up as kids, like I was telling you about my example, my daddy instilled in me and my brother, no matter what goes on, you're able to work and earn a wage, right? For your work. So don't be able, and see, here's another thing that people don't understand or or wouldn't know. Like growing up on a farm, my dad raised hogs, right? So one of the chores we had, it wasn't punishment, but one of the chores we had was to maintain the hog pen. You know what a hog does all day, right?
1: No, I don't. You got to educate me.
0: A hog eats and, pardon my French, shits. That's what a hog does. Mm. You know what I mean? It's livestock. They eat. They they run around and frolic in the pen, and they shit. And what we had to do was keep that pen maintained, right? So it was a lot of shit shoveling that had to be done by me and my brother. And the thing is, it, we didn't look at it as punishment. You know what I mean? We got some new water boots out of it, so we were more excited about you know what I mean, yeah. the water boots and shit. But all that to say that was a chore that I had as a kid, right? So, but it was all in the grand scheme of my dad and how we could assist him and this is what he was doing to provide for his family, right? So that's how I look at anything I had to do prior to acting. It's the job on the table. Well, and that's, it's funny that you asked this question because people ask me how I got into acting. And when I look back on those very diverse you know, jobs uh, prior to this, I realized I was acting the whole time bro you feel me Mm. like I said my degree is in computer science but I wasn't an education major I didn't go to police academy to become a cop I didn't go to study any type of social work or whatever to deal with to be a counselor for DJJ what I did was I watched I I I read the breakdown of what the job description was I read the job description I looked at the capabilities that I had within myself, and I said, "Okay, how does what I have relate to this?" And I applied it. That's all I did. It wasn't no, "Oh, well, let me go in this new direction." It's like I need a job. What's available? I can do that. You feel me?
1: <laughs> you said one thing. You this. said one thing that was super amazing to me. Two things I want to say. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to get this out. Your dad involved you in what his purpose was, and that gave you a sense of base. I do not believe many fathers do that anymore in today's society. I know you're not a father, but Uh how many times do you hear about your partners involving their kids in their work and teaching them the discipline that goes, just the discipline that goes into what they do? No, your kids don't have to do what you do forever, but the discipline and the consistency it takes to maintain that position that you are in I think is the beauty of that story
0: yeah man it's 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 like I said um I was blessed to have the example of a of, of a father and a man that I did mm. now let me give you a little background on my dad my dad is not a young father my dad is 87 years old right now today my dad was born in the 30s. My dad grew up on a farm himself. My dad remembers draw, uh, riding in a horse and a buggy. He remembers when they got their first automobile. You know what I mean? He's plowed fields with a mule and a plow. That's my dad. Mm. So he didn't come up on none of this new technology and all this stuff available at your fingertips, right? So as a kid, my brother and I, when well, my dad and my uncles and my grandfather was at the height of their farming tobacco was our cash crop and i can remember me and my brother we 10 years old we working in the field getting up early you feel me 10 you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. over the summer ain't no summer you got to crop tobacco you know what i mean ain't no spring break because you have to set out which is plant the tobacco mm. so this has been our upbringing you understand so it's like I look at work completely different, bro. It's like to me, some of the stuff that people say is work is well. This is what you need to be doing. I'm like that. That what that? But give me something to do. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. That ain't that ain't what I know to be work. You know what I mean. So, I think with that being part of my pedigree, with that being my example, I know my whole trajectory in this industry, my whole path in film and television is going to be. I won't even say unorthodox. I'll say unique to me and who I am in my upbringing. So I'm actually excited to see how that unfolds. You know what I mean? And, uh, and like I said, bro, I'm a working process. Don't get it twisted. And for everybody watching this, right, like, so people will watch this and see that, oh, he done been on that show and in that movie. His life must be great. Here's the first thing. Yes, I am blessed to have this opportunity to be in you know to to be in this industry and to have worked on the project that I have that ain't nothing but God seeing fit to shine favor on me i ain't got nothing to do with that right now um but yeah it's up to me like i said to to take that gift to cultivate it to multiply it to not bury that talent but to multiply right that talent right as the parable says um uh, and not to bury it but um yeah, man. I actually kind of so many thoughts are racing through my mind. And I, I, I get what you're saying.
1: I get what you're saying because when you set on a path a journey of a purpose, you have to have kind of have tunnel vision, and then sometimes it roots out different people. And people see that your focus and your favors kicking in; they think your life is perfect. But in actuality, we're all the ah. sa- we're all the same. We're all the same yes. is that your focus has been more directed. So my question to you now uh-huh. is. In that situation, it's a lonely place because you cannot really talk to people about how you feeling on certain things. How did you find your tribe of people to actually speak to? Because sometimes we run into people in life who are content where they are and can't see. They have no more vision for their life. But when you people will meet who people when you meet people who have vision or you are a person of vision, there's is endless bounds of opportunity. But that means that there are points and checkpoints where mentally, intellectually, physically you have to leave certain people where they are now you can always go back and travel and come down and talk to them on a certain level but if you live if if the building you're in has infinite height of flights and you had to leave a person on the third floor and you're like man there's so much more floors they'd be like no i'm good right here how did you find your tribe to keep climbing
0: uh i was blessed in that my tribe has been and i feel like always will be my family Mm. that's my tribe like we, you know what I mean. We we come up from a type of like if you've seen the movie *Medea's Family Reunion*, that type <laughs> of gathering, that type of yeah. family bond is like my family. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something I'm very proud of. But yeah, that's I still got aunts and uncles, cousins that will keep me in check, if you will. That will pray on my behalf. That yeah. will encourage me that will you know speak life into me so so many people don't have that bro you feel me so many people don't not only have that but don't even have the home environment to you know what I mean nurture uh uh, things that may be deep seated within them as far as potential um so once again blessed to have the family unit that I have but yeah that's my tribe
1: you know it's so interesting about what you said it makes me think about something I thought about I thought about with our with our women getting younger and younger when they give babies, what happens mm-hmm. to the praying grandmother? I think the praying grandmother kept the family covered for so many years. You know the people your aunties, your uncles, they prayed for you when you didn't know to pray for yourself as a young naive child before you become a man. They pray for you and then their prayers actually reach the ears of God and and, and then you're spared. That car could have hit you. Or you could have been there a minute longer where where the bullets was flying, but she wasn't there, or anything could have happened. But then prayers that the grandmother or your, your, your ancestors, your older people gave you, is significant. And you can see the power of prayer kind of leaving as a first aid kit that we need to have from a matriarchy, patriarchy, whatever society that you yeah. tend to fall underneath. That prayer was like one of the biggest bonds. Absolutely.
0: I agree 100%. Bro, and um, I think that's just a sign of or a byproduct of things that have come about over the years to take the place of some of those traditions. And, and, and his thing's nothing wrong with change, change is good, and all of that, but sometimes we can be uh flooded with too many distractions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That would keep us from what we, you know, do so. to be what used to be our way now, and that's the thing, man. Technology is it's a two edged sword because it's greatly needed, and at the same time, it can clearly be tied to what we're talking about now. Technology, you know, you talk about things that are uh, ready at the access or the push of a button, and so I think with that, so much is lost because the case in point you take, you take um, <laughs> hey, hey the young bucks call me up now, so I guess I'm getting it. <laughs> I might as well embrace it. And we like, like nigga, up, oh, what, what, you know, yeah. anyway, these these youngins, you know what I mean? It's like they have no idea what it's like to write a letter, right, to a person they're interested in. While me and my era, bro, we was trying to buy stamps. We was trying to get everything. All right, let me get my little paper. Let me get some envelope, mm-hmm. And to see that flag on that mailbox standing up, you feel me, or either laying down after you raise it up, whatever that would signify. Okay, that letter done been received and and you know responded. That was a whole thing, right? Now it's a text.
1: Process. You feel
0: me? So imagine, you, you know, so yeah. like that. In comparison, that's how. In my mind, we've gotten from the praying matriarch patriarch to to where we are because so much access to everything else has taken our eyes off of those things which are
1: most important. Absolutely, absolutely. I can agree with you 1,000% on that. So here we are, you have so many things going on. You said you're working on your disciplines, you're doing what you need to do. You have had some success. You said you played acting roles of real life situations that became acting roles. I remember I did see you play a cop on TV before, which is very interesting, right? Yeah. that you played it in real life and then you played it actually on TV. I got it. You were prepared for the roles because God has ordered your steps. But I need you to ask to answer this question for me. And I want you to, for one second, I want you to take all the ego you have and answer this question. And I know ego can pride and everything can be a little bad, but I want to know, what is renowned about you?
0: What is renowned? I'll say the way I was created, right? Because I've what I've been told. It's funny. All right. So I you I'm from up for the South, you feel me? And, and and it's 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 rough growing up in the South, especially I put it like this, like I'm a bigger guy now, you know. I got but these lips and this nose been the same size <laughs> since birth. I'll say the head group. So you can imagine the kind of Jones and the kind of, you know what I mean? I used to catch back in the day as a youngster, right? Mm-hmm. With these big lips. But it's ironic how these lips now, as a grown man, boy, that's not <laughs> what they want. You know? But all that to say, you know, um, yeah, man. Um, ask ask me the question again, because I'll get the I'm talking and I'll I'll get. I, is, what is what is
1: renowned about you? What is something that you oh, really honed oh, on? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I said, I'll say me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what I mean? And the beautiful thing of, about that for me is that as an adult, I'm starting to embrace that more and more each day. As a kid, I didn't feel that way because, you know, I was a fat kid that got picked on and. And that's why I think as an adult, I'm such an advocate against bullying. You know what I mean? Because I was uh, verbally, you know, like, like I said, picked on it. And people think bullying means you got to get beat up. No, nah, I didn't get beat up. Cause even though I was chunky, you know, it was, mm. I was like a little chunky little baby hippo. He's going to yeah. take about three of you little hyenas to yeah. hit me. Yeah. But those words hurt. Right. Yeah. So I know what it feels like to be bullied. And, and anyway, I didn't feel like now. What's cool about it is now I walk in the mirror, I be like, oh, bro, that fella, that handsome. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> you feel me? And so that I think is a great thing to have within yourself, especially in the industry where you feel like you have to conform and be what everybody else wants. To look in the mirror and say, I like that guy. That's my dog. That's where I'm at. So that's awesome. And the world just don't know it yet. You feel me? When they frame me up right in that light hit it's it can't help but to see it, but you know,
1: that's awesome. Look, uh, a lot of people you know, don't have that, that intention. They've yet to say it's okay to love themselves.
0: It is. Yeah, and I didn't always. And here's the thing: I didn't always feel that way, and I still, I still work on. I heard the phrase, and I hear the phrase "self love," right? Mm-hmm. But growing up on a farm, what we translated that to me was like conceit. Here's why: self love. Why you worry about yourself? Worry about others? You know you know, you put others before you put yourself was kind of what you were taught. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Now as a man, I'm like, nah, that ain't conceit. That's just what I need to do to keep my mental where it needs to be. Well, Right? I, because
1: I will say this quote from a famous movie and that as an adult, I understood it. There was one place you have not looked and it's there only there that you shall find the master. <laughs> Last dragon.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna say, who's the master? Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was my jam. I actually met Ty Mac at Comic Con San Diego oh, back man. in 2013, 20 years. Yeah. So that was awesome. That's how yeah. deep it is,
1: man. That whole soundtrack, everything is talking about self love. When you That's got real. the glow, you need the glow, you need the glow to grow. You, grow. <laughs> you got the glow. That was, it. <laughs> that, was it. that was it. That was it. So here we are. Yeah. You are loving yourself in the mirror. you worked hard as a farmer. You've played these different roles. You went to DJJ. You were a police officer. You did a different things to be an advocate for bullying. You got yourself together. You trimmed up. You were in a couple movies, more than a couple movies, excuse me. You took the time to work on yourself. Out of all of that, what did you sacrifice?
0: I think right now, if I say... I sacrifice anything like I come from a family environment and I desire to have a wife and kids myself Um, I think I sacrificed pouring energy into that and just went on you know chasing my dreams which who knows maybe the route I was you see what I'm saying like in a lot of times in our mind like I thought by now I would have the, the wife and kids already but I'm cool with the fact that i haven't i want to be in a place to where when they come i'm in a position to be everything they need Absolutely. right and here's the here's the funny part about that back when i thought i wasn't ready i'd say ten, i realized that no matter what would have happened i would have adapted to the situation and mm-hmm. probably ultimately found out more about myself right But um, that's a tidbit I want to leave with the audience. Uh, There's no right time to do the right thing. That's whenever you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but you don't have to wait for the right time to do the right thing. You can do it whenever you have time. Absolutely. There may be obstacles, you know what I mean, in different periods of those timings that you may or may not have went through. But either way, you still come out a stronger person. So
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I can agree with that the most. But some, some people look at situations and they don't do the right thing, even though they should, they know you should. Yeah. For example, you have the money now. Why don't you pay that person back? Nah, they're all right. Their life is perfect. They, because someone all already right. has something, you don't want to give them more of what they already have. But that is, that's not the point. What is the right thing to do here? Yeah. Talk to me about your lowest moment. Now, I just don't want to know about any moment. We want to know about a moment where you were low and you got up, but we want to know how you got up. This is for the people who are listening right now who need to know how to get out of this place that they might be in that you were in at one point. Talk to the people right now.
0: Um, I, for about a day, maybe a half a day, I was at a very low point, so... I told you about me being a counselor for DJJ and then being a cop, and then I got into education. And I was at Dublin Middle School uh, at first, and I was teaching there and coaching high school. and It was great, man. It was like the most amazing experience a first-time coach could walk into. Right? Uh, I was there for three years, and then I moved to Darlington, South Carolina. Darlington was different for me. It was like initially the coaches and myself weren't just receive with open arms if you will we kind of had to fight to prove for one that we were there for the kids and and all that but anyway I ended up getting laid off from that that job uh at Darlington and furthermore another thing that happened was when I initially took the job I was supposed to be the technology teacher over there in Darlington but I get to the school and I meet with the principal and of course I'm a large fellow, much larger than I am now at the time. And the principal tells me, you would be a good campus security, campus supervisor, you know what I mean? And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm uh, I need to be in this classroom because that camp, you know, you're trying to get me to be old Otis. Yeah. Right? So long <laughs> short, I ended up, I, I took that. I, I did. And I enjoyed my time in Darlington because I met some people and made some relationships that still have this day. And I knew that I had a purpose there too, right? But to leave a job, go to a place, take a twenty thousand dollar pay cut Mm -hmm. just to be there, and then get laid off, right? That was a blow to me uh, and my self esteem. And so I was about a day really like, come on, man. You know, at this point in my life, you know what I mean, like. But I said, you know what? This don't have to be it, right? And I, and, I, and that's when my, I can truly say my spirituality came into uh, uh, full, like, I was leaning on it solely. Like, a lot of times we go through life and we are spiritual when we need something or whatever. But, like, it was at that point where it was like nothing on this earth, no man could give me comfort. You understand? Mm. And I had to truly trust that God would lead me where he had to be. And furthermore, I had to acknowledge the fact that, okay, God, I don't think you brought me all the way here for this to be it. No, nah, it's got to be something better. So it was the belief that there was more inside of me is what got me up off the couch. And then from there, I literally just started Googling things that related to acting. And I'm like, okay, it was literally like uh, on Friday when uh Smokey was like, you ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing to do. So I was <laughs> like, you know what? I always wanted to act. I ain't got no job. I ain't got nothing to do. Let me see what that looks like. So that was in that moment of loneliness when it, uh, where I was feeling bad about getting laid off. Like within, you know, a few hours, the mindset shifted. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me see. Cause I ain't got no, nothing holding me back, but me. So, and if it's not this, I got believed that I will, I will, be, you know, guided to where I am to be. But it just so happened that, uh, you know what I'm saying? To, I might have a little something I'm supposed to do here in this industry. So I want to do that. I think
1: it's day. amazing that for me, I can attest to that, even though it's anecdotal for me, when I had to sit in a quiet place, and figure out what I was gonna do with my life. It was, it was right after I graduated from college. I got mm-hmm. told that I had no more loan money because I was an out of state student to pursue further education. That was the only plan I had. So I had to sit mm-hmm. in the dark and really think about what my inner spirit was talking to me about, what it was telling me to go do. And that's how I ended up in hip hop. I didn't, I didn't I, my whole life I didn't say I'm gonna be a hip hop artist. That came to me after I graduated from college after I had to sit in the dark and really listen to what what was inside of me that was always there that I didn't hear because I had my own agenda.
0: So, yeah. so when I yeah. when the
1: Spirit guided my steps, it didn't let me down this path that we you see now. But I, I encourage everyone to listen to what Mr. Love said and, and really, no pun intended, find the love in yourself and really cut everything off if you can. Everything off. And listen to that beacon that's in the ocean of your stomach, telling your soul how to maneuver. Absolutely, I appreciate you giving that information. Woof. let's shake that I off real quick. Me. Let's get let's get out of I, the dark place I, and come back up.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're gonna shake all of it off. But nah, it's, it's like you gotta acknowledge all of that stuff, this, man. We gotta be real with ourselves. You know what I mean? We can't you can't look at part of it and if you wanna. You know what I mean? I just just be real, yeah. real with yourself, you know, and and and, and take a leap of faith. <laughs> yeah.
1: I got yeah. a fun question for you. So we gonna we're gonna start having a couple of fun questions. Then we're gonna get you out the door. But I wanna appreciate you coming on today. But just a few more questions, some fun stuff. What? What have you procrastinated on, and why?
0: <laughs> oh my god! So. I want, being in film and television, you see so many, like, aspects of what it go, what goes into making a production, be it a TV series, feature film, or what, right? And all of these things have in common key components, location, like sites to film, uh, people to be in it, you know what I mean, and all this. And what I realized is just through my life experiences alone and life itself in a sense. I have a lot of resources that would you know, I've been I've been procrastinating on really producing my own work. Uh I I want to act. I love to act. I want to ex- explore that as far as it'll go. But at the same time, I've saw so much that just interests me since being in this that I'm like, I don't want to wait twenty years after acting and then say, now I'm going to start producing. Like I want to, I want to get into as much as I can while I can. You feel me? So I want to produce my own project. I've I've been, I've been, you know, beating around the bush still, but I've been procrastinating on that to answer your question.
1: Do you think now this is a question to go back. You said about your childhood and what you guys believed on the farm being of, of service. Do you think you find it difficult to actually use your resources for yourself versus you can use your resources to help another?
0: Yes. And I say that because I noticed that I just innately do that. I'll, I'm so quick to help somebody else. And it goes back to like we were talking about earlier in reference to self-love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really understanding that phrase and doing what it takes to do that for yourself. Absolutely. Because we so readily, I so readily do it to everything else. So I said my goal moving forward is to go as hard for myself as I go for some of those people that I, I care about.
1: Yeah. I current I currently struggle with that as well. I can yeah, I, yeah. I have a Rolodex in my head and you tell me you need something, boom. But for myself, right, right like right. We, we talked off air about some things that we're gonna put together, right? And you see how fast I put that those two people together? I put that situation together really quick. But if it was for me, that resource would just cool. sit back there nah, and it would need, just be wait.
0: I want to get this right. Let yeah. me get this yeah. first. It would just and, sit there. And
1: then after I do this, that's yeah. procrastination. And then yeah. th- then that's what leads to people saying that your life is perfect. You're amazing because you're a connector. You're a person who bridges gaps, but you don't do it for right. yourself. So you just sit in the middle and people admire right. the fact that you have the opportunities, but you don't even exercise those rights for yourself. You just exercise for other people. So you're of service.
0: Exactly.
1: exactly. You're of service. It's, it's it, How important... Is it to leave where you're from to develop yourself
0: to where you're going? How important uh, to leave. I think it's inevitable uh, mm. eventually, mm. right? Change is inevitable, right? Like, especially if you're going for something that you had no idea about, you find out, hey, you could do it. You can't stay there. You're going to have to continue to grow and to learn. In order to, you know, you gotta hone your crap, right? So, you have to. There's no way to achieve greatness if you can't leave where you've been to get to where you're going. I want to go. Mm,
1: it's a word there. That's a word. Uh-huh. I hope you. St- I hope everyone is stepping out of their comfort zone to get where they need to be. Yeah. yeah. That golden apple is not right there in your comfort. You got to step out no, there.
0: You no, know, it's, it's the exact opposite. It's right outside of that comfort zone. Mm. That's why it's called a comfort zone. You're comfortable there. Now, you can stay there and die if you want, <laughs> but you can step out of that comfort and, and live, right?
1: Experience. But you have to deal with the fact that you might step out alone and everyone you know in your comfort zone may never understand your language of which you speak of your vision.
0: Yeah, but that's why you, you know what you do? This is how you safeguard it yourself. You be prayerful going into it, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't know. You just want to line up with the purpose he has for you. So you ask. Asking it shall be given. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. So let me ask you, okay, I'm going to make my request known, my petitions. I'm going to tell you what I want. But I need you to let me know if this is... For me or not. I had to pray that same prayer in reference to this because I knew at 30 years old, I didn't have a lot of time to be like, oh, yeah, well, maybe this It's like, you know what, God, this is where I'm at. This is what I want to do. I don't have time to waste. And I know you put something within me to do. So this is not it. I don't need to waste a lot of time figuring out. So I I need you to let me know.
1: Absolutely. And don't forget this one other tip. After you let God know, understand after you step out of your comfort zone, you're actually stepping in someone else's comfort zone. Find that yeah. person, find a mentor and learn how to live in that vibe. Straight up. Absolutely. So I got a deep question for you. It's a two part question. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but it gets a little deep. Are you ready for the question? Let's go. What was abusive to you that you thought was love?
0: What was abusive to me? I honestly, bro. This is just, I can't think of anything that, that happened to me that I looked at like that. What was abusive to me that I thought was love. I can't say that I've had that experience. Um, Great. There may have been things that I liked and gravitated towards that were not of my benefit or best interest. But I can't recall anything that was abusive to me. That I translated as love. Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing. That means you have a good yeah. self-knowledge. That's a lot of self-love you got there, whether you realize it or not.
0: It, it, it's I don't know what self so,
1: self-correction. How about let's say self-correction.
0: Okay, okay. It's it. What I had to do in that moment to answer your question was just think about my childhood, my upbringing. Like I said, even though I got bullied or picked on, that's hey, nigga, you roll the dice. That's gonna happen. Yeah, give a child. Right? Yeah. So I'm not crying no sob story about that. I'm just saying that I know that affected me, right? Like, but that was not That wouldn't. Could they have? Could they? okay. I didn't take that as love when I was getting picked on, but could they have taken that what they were doing was they could have taken it. The ones that were picking could have thought that I was okay with it also. Like, you all know right. what I mean? And and to answer that, I'm like, no, nigga, that's abusive. That ain't love. <laughs> so that's, but on the grand scheme of my life, nothing. nothing. And I, I thank God for that.
1: And, and that's a blessing all itself. Now, let me ask yeah. you this one. This is one of my fun questions to ask. Are you ready for the question? Are you ready to ask the question? <laughs> yes, I am, sir. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education?
0: Ooh, my first <laughs> cougar. Say, what? Uh, <laughs> like, because my the sex talk I got from my dad... That's great. First, it was in middle school, bro. But now, nah, like, imagine, I told you, my dad, like... My dad is 44 years older than me. Right? right? So... By the time I had, like, good, strong memories of my dad, he was 50, you feel me? But it's cool, though. But uh, I remember his talk was, if you hadn't started, don't start. <laughs> it's just like that crack. Once you get a hit, you're going to be hooked. And I think back to when I got the woo-woo-woo it, and I'm like, that ain't lying. Cop talk about it. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that was the extent of of the talk. What was the other part of the question?
1: It's just funny me because oh, oh, you said who
0: gave it? So who, okay, so <laughs> yeah. then I said uh my first cougar. Uh, I, I don't even, you know, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. Anyway, it's oh, just man, that I was too young, fuck and she was significantly older. And listen <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think we don't have
1: the, like, the real firm talk in our community about that? Because listen
0: Oh yeah, that, as that, far as my dad I didn't, Yeah man, you're right It's a black that community
1: is, period, we don't we don't really talk about it and they make so much money off our mistakes up, They make a lot of money off our mistakes when we don't talk about sex You got child support court, you got all these things that so many people make money off of and we, we all know a brother right now and, and a woman who is in bondage because of the court system because of the right. lack of sex education or the seriousness of it. And 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 I feel like the last generation of parents all brushed over it. Just gave you something like, yeah. Did you jump off the porch yet? Or did you did you get in there? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. They didn't really give you like, yo, this could be this bad or this great, but understand the responsibility. It wasn't really drilled in our uh
0: It's not our, a cultural mind. thing. And I can't say on oh, as a whole, I know how I grew up in the South. Where I grew up, nah, it was it's like your de- your the males, the fathers almost, it wasn't a talk, but they wanted to, you know, make sure their son was, you know, chip off the whole block. Yeah. You know, that's, that's boy. Really, that was too. I'm like, I knew when it came up about me and a, a female, like, my dad wouldn't say nothing, but I'd watch his face or listen to him laugh <laughs> when I make jokes. And I knew that I had his approval. Yeah. So what do I do? I go back and I do more of the activity that gives me his, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, yeah. And that, I think that's something that we lack as black males just growing up. Like you said, looking at the complete spectrum of what that involves, right? Right. And conversation about it would save our future generations lots of I think. Headache.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's serious now because you're talking about taking away a man's purpose. It, it becomes it depletes you of your resources if you make the wrong mistake with the wrong person. This is a man show. I'm going to talk directly to the men. If you are procreating with the wrong person, your whole entire livestock can be drained from you because of the incentives that lie on the other side for certain things. So we have to be really, really careful about who we create a legacy with.
0: That's a fact, and that's part of the reason why I ain't really tripping. Cause, you know what I mean? Like for real, I'm I'm that kind of person. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm looking at like, can I make? Can we have kids? <laughs> you, <feel laughs> right? you know what I have kids don't be like. Are you are you uh, of the mindset to you know help rear and raise kids, not just have babies, but raise children? Yeah, and have the resources, be the family. Uh,
1: Should there ever be a training program amongst men, an educational skill trait outside of the library, outside of the church, outside of the schools? where in our communities, let's say you were my next door neighbor and we had neighbors around us, a community where we actually taught each other financial literacy, the art of communication, yes. how to change a tire, yes. garden, generational wealth, yes. elderly speaking yes. to the kids with intent, how to change a tie, like different things. Because I think we lack all those intuitive skills before. we. I think we actually rely on the church, the school, the library, to actually- To raise
0: our kids to, and impart t- so all things. this. Yeah. To answer your question, yes. Here's the thing. I think any environment where you have males getting together to be productive and teach and learn and iron sharpening iron, you can't have nothing but good come of that, right? It's a positive environment. Each one teach one. Everybody's learning and growing. That is the ideal for changing the outlook on the black community, I think, getting more black men, men in general, together to just... Work together to improve their well being. Like you said, financial literacy, changing the tire, all what from the basics to the you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I yeah. think everybody should have you a basic I mean? level, then we'll have our professionals, we'll have our guys who have the skill traits they can go For up. Adult,
0: but I think it's needed in every community because then then you raise then you build strong men. Out of that environment comes strong young men. Mm-hmm right? exactly. Because they have an example. If they don't have it in the home, they have this place where they can go to, or these guys that they can be around, and they can get the dynamic of, you know what I mean, what it is to, to, to be a man, and, 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 and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah, because I think we're always going to have characters of people, but the skill yes. traits of people can always be the, the meeting point. Like, you're going to have the guy who talks crazy. You're going to have the guy who's quiet. You're going to have the yeah. weirdo, but then the skill of what we have accomplished, we all know how to fix this car together.
0: Brings mm-hmm. the communication
1: to a different place where we still have these personalities and characters, people that like to fight, people who don't fight, blah, 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 blah. But now we all here, we meet at this car. We all meet at this field. But I'm um,
0: that and.
1: And, I right. I can
0: do that and. and,
1: right. Right. Absolutely. And then some. And then some. Absolutely. What was yesterday's failure that gave you today's lesson?
0: Oh, that boy be getting philosophical on me. Um, (laughs) Say that again.
1: What was yesterday's failure that gave you today's lesson?
0: Yesterday's failure. I can look back on, to answer that the best way I know how. What was yesterday's failure that gave you today's victory? Shit, say that again What was yesterday's
1: failure that gave you today's lesson? So what did you learn from a failure that gave you the tools to operate today?
0: Uh, what I've learned is it. Uh, (laughs) what I've learned is more so summed up in a quote and a song from Outcast featuring Goody Ma. It's called In Due Time. Oh,
1: wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop the show right now. Stop the show. Listen, any uh, sidebar, anytime uh, my soul is overrun. And I feel like crying. There are three songs I listen to. And in due time by Outcast, just,
0: just keep your, your faith, faith in me. me.
1: Don't, don't act, act impatiently. Patiently. You get, get where you, where you, you need, need to, be to be in due time. Even when things, things are slow. Oh, come on. Hold
0: on and don't let go. Oh, I
1: thought I was. Listen. I'll give you what I, I owe in, in, in due time. time. Struggling is just a part of my day. Many obstacles been placed yeah, just in my way.
0: Been in my yeah, way. Yeah,
1: hey on. man, you you like, so, you so, touched. T-
0: bring back outcast and goody mob. Like, Ooh. first of all. Like, I'm missing, and that's what I think we're missing too, as young mm. I think the young black men coming up now didn't have a goodie mob and Outkast. Mm. They got all this other, and don't get me wrong, I ain't knocking nobody, but they got all this yeah all this. Yeah.
1: Man, you touched you touch and a part of me on that one. You got me unraveled because that's that's a word for me.
0: But good and all, I can't the dungeon family as a whole. Them guys had a message, right? And they encouraged us and uplifted us. But anyway, I don't let me don't get me started. The, but you felt me when we yeah, got yeah, I that felt
1: day. yeah.
0: That's the theme song, bro. That's, that's, that is
1: my, that's hey, my hey. Listen, my I'm body. with you. Listen, that song right there is so. When you hear me listening to that record, that means I had enough and I just need I need to hear the tones. Yeah. Just to reset hey, you know I, need that, I need that four minutes.
0: You know my other one? Free. That little intro they got. I found a loop of that. Oh on the Bell therapy album. Lord is so hard.
1: Oh, okay. It's in my, my Come on. My other two are weird. <laughs> my other two are weird.
0: You don't remember that?
1: Yeah, I do. I'm talking about my other two songs are very weird. It's It Will Rain by Kelly Price. Okay. And Let It Go by Tony Braxton. I don't know why it is.
0: Nah, it's some strong emotions tied to those songs. I'll tell you this. Yes, did. Just looking at the title, I'm like, and see, I know what music is for me. I can think of certain songs and they're tied to a specific moment, mm-hmm. good or bad, happy or sad. Mm-hmm. There's a song that's tied to it because I listen to that song when I experience that emotion and then whenever I hear that song in the future, it takes me back to that. So even though I don't know those songs, the words, it doesn't surprise me that they are random and that far away from goody Mob because that to me signifies how much of an emotional connection you had to those songs and whatever experience you was going through at that time.
1: Tony Braxton says first thing Monday morning, I'm gonna pack my tears away. Ain't no cause uh-huh. to look back. I'm gonna find me a better day. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's those. How, co- I mean, I mean, she
0: can't play gate swinging this. Yeah.
1: Year. So I was like, okay. I, I I love this record, and uh, so that, that was those are the things that hold me together. Those three songs. I when I need to just really transfer the energy, because no, energy is not destroyed. It's just transferred one person to the next. So I need to send it out. Somebody somebody who is an incubator who can take what I got to send out to the world, they'll take it, they'll make it better. I, I, I can't hold on to this particular energy today. I need uh-huh. I need someone else uh-huh. to take this and, and do something with it. I want to poll you. I want to ask you the top three things you want in a woman. Now, I know there's many, it's more than three, but I want to hear if you say one thing that I think most men should be looking for in this form. But what are the top three things that the love doctor wants in the woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I want the top three things. I want her to have a purpose, right? Mm. Like, I want her to have a sense of being what she's here for. Um, I want her to be, to 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 be lovable because in order to love you have to be a lovable person you know what I mean it's got to be in you right like so um, I have a purpose you know it ain't for me it ain't even about all oh, like oh she got to be this and she got to be that man like I just want my person bro I, I don't know what that is either bro like I'm open to whatever that is right like I of course I have an idea but I want to love her as much as she loves me and vice versa just like she has a purpose i have a purpose that i want us to both be able to together facilitate each other getting to fulfilling that purpose right like um yeah man i just want to be a asset not a liability you know as far as in the relationship as well mentally physically emotionally all of that um I ain't got no top three
1: I, don't, I you know let me let me break down what you just said physically mostly so intelligence is one I always look for that emotional intelligence is very important but what you yeah. said is what I be, believe many people struggle with someone to love me as much as I love them and, uh-huh. and and that sounds like a simple statement but it's very deep because love from a man and a woman in my perspective are two different ways of loving two different acts But the actual sentiment of the love or what you do and you go out your way to actually do the things you know where they can feel what Mm -hmm. they requested from you. So essentially they say a man is supposed to provide. So if he's providing, that's his love, right? He don't have to say, I love you, baby. Give me kiss, kiss, kiss all the time. But if that's what she requires, then that's what you do. And then vice versa. If you require someone who helps you incubate and gives you words of affirmation, who talks to you, said, "Baby, you got this role. You go in there, and you kill it tomorrow. You make sure you get the part. If you don't, I still love you." That's yeah. that's someone loving you as much as you love them in not yeah. in different forms of the equation.
0: Uh huh.
1: So, as a husband, here's a trick question for you because it's not really a trick. You got to pick one, right? We have to pick one and explain why. So, as a husband, you ready? Would yeah, you rather uh, have a great I, woman? I got
0: some, huh?
1: Would you rather have a great woman or a great wife?
0: I'm not a husband, first of all, so I don't. But are you saying if I was a husband? If you were I,
1: a husband, I, yes.
0: A great woman or oh, a great wife? I'd rather have a great wife. I mean, a great woman, because I think only a great woman could be a great wife. You know, like, I think those two go hand in hand. If you got a great woman, you'll have a great wife. And I know that maybe you, you you may, I don't know, I assume you may be talking about it. some people are just great, but they don't need to be married or whatever. But, like, for me, that great woman for me is also a great wife. So I'll take the great woman, because I can talk her into marrying me. If she loved me, you feel me? (laughs) That's all she got to do is love me, baby. That's half the battle. If you love me, we're going to get down to all. You can say, Oh, I never want to be married. Do you love me? Cause if you love me, (laughs) we go. Don't give me that great woman. I'll turn that great woman into a great wife.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to be ready to get you out of here today, but I got one more thing I want to ask you. I came up with something called operating at 100%. And what I mean by that is I took five categories, purpose, health, Confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. I gave them each 20% totaling up to 100%. Now, that's purpose, 20%. Means that you're living in your purpose, doing your work every day. Health meaning you're doing the things, exercising, eating right, taking care of your body. Confidence means you're looking in the mirror and saying, hey, man, I'm doing it without confidence, without any fear. Money means you saved a little money, invested a little money, spent a little money towards your progress or knowledge. You took in some new information. So I ask you, Mr. Travis, within the last 24 hours, how much of 100% have you been operating out of? That's purpose. Health, confidence. See, I, I, look,
0: I heard everything you said in the last 24 hours. I got to be honest. Oh my god, I have not. I thought you was gonna give me a broader spectrum of time. <laughs> like in the last, this guy said 24 hours. Keep it. You know what? Being completely transparent. Keep it 100. In the last 24, I ain't been at. <laughs> bruh. I ain't been at 50. Keep it real, you know. Keep like, it real. Let's go. Nah, I hadn't. And I don't know. For some people, they may have that. That just ain't me. Like every day, like not, and this. That's why I was talking about. We discipline.
1: talked about discipline yeah. in the beginning. Yes, I got
0: to get to. That's what I got to work on, and that's what I'm saying. I'm keeping. Hey. I don't want people to say, "Oh, he just living." Nah, man. I, if I get more discipline, I will be probably. No, no, like no. This. When
1: you get more discipline, you will get right. there, sir.
0: There you go. Let's speak it. You when I be... get more, that's what I said though, bro. Like, I'm so glad that. What I'm doing now is recognizable because when you see the discipline kick in, Ooh. you don't see it. T- that's what you understand. Mm. Like, like I hear people giving me kudos and praise now, and I'm so I, I receive it. But I'm I want to say to them, I ain't even. Why you ain't? I ain't even. I ain't even got in the gym. You feel me? <laughs> and when I do, it's gonna be crazy. Well, I can't wait. You know what right. I mean? I can't wait to see what that looks like. Because well, let, I think it'll be recognizable by anyone who knows me.
1: I want to say this to you personally. I think, personally, off air, I think you're one of the most humblest, genuine people who work hard to do what you do. You're very approachable. You, have, you don't have the big head. And, and, and it's always a good time whenever we run into each other. It's been years, but whenever we run yeah. into each other, it's always a great time. And I want to commend That's you. the
0: HBCU Foundation, <laughs> though. That's really it's what love.
1: it is. It's love. And, and I, I want to say every time that I'm watching a TV show or a movie or a commercial and you come on, I have a huge smile on my face because you people like yourself really inspire me to say, hey, you know what? I love to see people win, and I know I can get up and do the same thing. So I want to thank That's you. That's right. You're one of my many, many people who I could say, hey, this guy, this guy's amazing. And, and hey, I'm amazing, bro, so let's be amazing bro. together. That's
0: right. That's right. You better say it. We speaking that we speaking that into each other's life and that's another thing i'm learning too man just like the the power of my words right and like just being mindful of because so many things i say out of habit but not realizing i'm releasing that mm-hmm. right so i my you know part of that discipline for me is paying attention to everything that's coming out of this right mm-hmm. and making it positive right and when it's not positive Learning how to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I don't want to speak no no negativity over nobody's life. Right? If anything I want to do, I want to speak positivity, prosperity, joy, abundance over everyone's life. And what what a beautiful thing to be that vessel, you know, that speaks that over someone. So that's that's what I want to do, man. And Because that's what I want to receive. Yeah. You feel me?
1: And some of the greatest things you can do, you don't have to hold the words in. You just find a different way to say it. Where it's Come not on. negative or it's 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 maybe a teaching moment. Because there's moments and times where you wanna say something wild, but then find another way to say it because you gotta release it or it stays in your body and that's unhealthy also. You gotta yeah, get really you gotta cool. let these words fly out. You gotta say what you need to say, but make sure you understand you're casting spells when you say it. Absolutely. Now now, thank you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It is people like you who move in the shadows. <laughs> To help people like me shine Now before you go I cannot let you leave the show Without giving us an update or what you got going on Or giving us one experience That you had while filming People are probably like He didn't ask him nothing about Wakanda He didn't ask him Well this show is about The ingredients of the man But if you want to share anything That you got coming up
0: Please we'd love to hear it Here's what I want to share Let's talk about Speaking things into existence And putting All right right. So here's what I do know. I do know in part one, I was a stuff performer, right? I do know that in part two, I had a title name, right? I do know that there is still uh, a question of who's going to be at the throne in Wakanda, right? I do know I'm a Jabari. I would love to see uh, that character evolve into something beautiful in that series, Uh I I I don't you know I don't know. I'm I'm hoping, but I like the way things are looking. Uh other than that, um um but I'm really honestly for the first time like for the first time, bro, I'm excited about the future and what it holds, right? Uh there was a lot of time when I was anxious and unsure and worried. That was for a good period uh period of the beginning of this journey, right? It's like, "Oh, but now I'm like, I got enough instances where I can look back and see where, even though I've had ups and downs, the trajectory is here, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not up and down here. No, it's, it's here, bro, because you see what I'm saying? You, you So having that mindset, I'm excited. I'm excited about what the future may hold. and uh, That's all I got going on right now is exciting. You feel me?
1: And love for the people. <laughs> hey man, listen. I enjoyed seeing you on the big screen. I went. I rarely go to the movie theater, but I did go to the movie theater to see Wakanda Forever, and I I was all. I think I paid attention to you more than I paid attention to whatever anybody's screen. Well, it, it just well, feels that's real. You
0: know, like you looking at somebody you do been in the same room with, kicked you, with chopped it up I, with I, it. I was, I'm happy
1: up. for you. I'm just really happy yeah. for you. Like I'm one of those people who really get happy for people. Like this is what good what stuff. Because I I know what it feel I know what it's like to go on this journey I know what it feels like to have the lonely nights when you're misunderstood with your vision and to actually have yeah. fruition and just you're not even you, Bro, you you're know just getting started.
0: I felt growing up on a farm, telling people that I'm leaving education to become an actor, like I was just I just knew, and I thank God for my parents. That's why they're so such a big part of this because my biggest fear was telling them and then that being some kind of a letdown to them. Like, what are you doing? Do something sensible. But I never will forget. I went to my mother and my father and they both were like, my dad was like, what you waiting on? Go do it. My mom's like, look, whatever you doing, we got you. And I'm like, yes, because it meant so much to know that they wanted me to pursue my dream as opposed to do what I felt I had to do to make everybody else happy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That was huge. So yeah. Shout out to moms
1: and Pops. Shout out to Bonds and Pops. Shout out to the to the strong man of 87 doing his big things. Now, yes. don't forget to leave your social media if you want some people to follow you up this show to stay in contact with your social media.
0: Oh, for sure, man. Um, Travis T. Love on Instagram. Travis T. Love on Twitter. Travis T. Love on Facebook. You feel me? <laughs> if you're looking for me, just type in Travis T. Love. And guess what? For all the info on what I got going on career cool Ride, go to www.com <laughs> TravisTLove.com. That. That's it. <laughs> Anytime you want to find it, just type in Travis T. Love. It could be the www, or it could be the Instagram or at Twitter or at Facebook. Travis T. Love, baby.
1: Now, one of the biggest things we like to do on this show is get a referral. Who would you love to see come on this show and drop some gems and answer these questions?
0: Uh, who would I love to see come on this someone, show? Someone, someone
1: to... you can get us to come to the show. It could be anyone. It doesn't matter who it is.
0: I got a dude that I work with on, I was on American soul and I dig his whole vibe and he reminded me of that group of men you talked about in the community that are facilitating change and all, but uh, he works in the, uh wardrobe department. Uh, I met him on American Soul. his name is Solomon, but Solomon is just a real solid dude. You feel me? And he got this, you know, I don't know, just, whatever wow. on him that yeah. that we connected or whatever. But he's a good dude. But anyway, he told me about this book club, this male book club that he's a member of. And uh, because we were having a conversation, he referred just some books for me to read. And then um, I was uh, listening to those because I get the audio books when I'm driving. And I was asking his opinion about another book, but he just really took the time to not only give me a book recommendation, but also tell me about their, and I'm like, I was like, that's dope, bro. A male book club, brothers reading. I know it's that's, that's power in that, right? So, yeah, the homie. Um, what, what
1: book do you think saved your life?
0: Uh, the Bible. And I know, yeah, look. Yeah, no, way, I that's know a great answer. Everybody got all these. That's uh, a great answer. All the Bible. I, I hear all of that, right? And I get it. But at the end of the day, I needed some type of compass. I mean, personally. Can
1: I tell you something? And that's been. huh? Can I tell you something? I've asked that question a hundred times, and no one has ever said the Bible.
0: I know, and I get it. That's a great answer. It is for me, and like I said, don't don't get it twisted. I know, I know. People, great answer. Look, you you got to get to know me to know me, right? So don't look at me and think you can size me up because I might fool you, right? But all that to say, I've heard the, you know, especially from. The, the black community as it relates to the Bible and how, you know, Christianity is the white man religion and all that. Like, I hear everything you're saying, right? But for me, having a moral compass mm-hmm. and uh, 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 something to keep me accountable and, 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 and be a guide of some sort and direction as to how to pray in hard times, times of need, that's what I got from that book. Absolutely. You feel me? And if people ask me to this day, what made me get up from where I was doing in daughter go pursue acting, I opened my Bible to Joshua one and nine. I went to my Bible because my mom, as a kid, always taught me that I could find answers there. Mm-hmm. Right. So as at that point in my life uh, where I got laid off, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to find here, but I'm seeing to open the book up to that verse, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But it's basically like <clears throat> God saying, Hey, man, hadn't I been with you everywhere you go? Bro, what, which, why are you afraid now? Go, get up, move. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I got you. And that was Him telling me, I'll be with you no matter where you go. So you got this. And I packed my entire apartment room up that night, and I left the next day. Your
1: favorite travels. Everybody needs my to know favorite. that.
0: My favorite travels. Yes. What? What? What are you? Are you saying that was my favorite travel?
1: No, everybody. I'm telling everyone your favorite travels. I remember. Oh, when I, yes, I, I remember when money. I when I was gonna move to Dubai, and I and I actually asked myself, "Would I still get the same blessings that I got?" And growing up here, that I did. And something said to mm-hmm. me, "Your favorite travels." Come on. You was who you That's was before you got here. That's a fact. Absolutely. For those listening, you can reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com to be a guest on the show or at Sheen1 on all platforms. I would love to hear from you. Let's have this conversation on Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or in the streets if you see me. Before we go, we leave it a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself. It's living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life, are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Travis T. Love for coming on the show, ST State Bulldog. All right,
0: all right. Thank you for having me, bro.
1: And it's your boy Shane One. Thank you so much. This is Solutions for Men's Podcast. And if you want to know some information about the books he is reading now, tune in. We'll put something in the description and we'll talk about it off air. Peace and blessings. Because I'm out
0: the ordinary. Out 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 the ordinary.